watching your one piece. We are! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. We were gone a week, but now we're finally back from the uh, time skip. I yeah. Think. I mean, like, a, <laughs> we've all, all got new need. powers after the last two weeks. Uh huh. Get equipped <laughs> with the power of marriage, <laughs> the power of matrimony. <laughs> Yeah, as I was gonna say, I don't think uh, I don't think you mentioned at all why we took no. the break. <laughs> I don't I don't think it ever came up. <laughs> I think you just said, "Hey, we're going on a break." Yeah, <laughs> a new episode of the week later. <laughs> yeah, but we're back, and we have it, it'll be very funny. I don't actually no, I don't think there's a break next week. I was gonna say like as soon as we're back, then it's like all right, now here's a recap episode. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, are there married? I mean, there are married One Piece characters, but what if there was like a big of? I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe Whole Cake kind of counts as this. Because I was thinking about like, what if One Piece had like a big marriage event the way that like Batman marrying Catwoman was supposed to be a big event like a couple years ago? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe Whole Cake is kind of that. <laughs> neither uh, also neither happened. So the uh, the marriage between uh, me, Jory, and Nico Robin will be okay, a yeah. month long uh, spectacular. Uh-huh. <laughs> Luffy and I mean Luffy and Hancock would be funny if there was like a whole wedding plan and he didn't even know about it. <laughs> That's bordering on a Goku and Chi-Chi's relationship. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how One Piece will end. I don't know. I really can't fathom Luffy. Like, we've made this joke before, too, I think. I can't imagine Luffy like, all right, now that I'm King of the Pirates, I care about women. Like, no, he won't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> He'll probably care even less. Yeah. I don't see gender. I just see, like, people who are in between <laughs> me and food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, we're back to Egghead. Where we have two episodes to talk about this week, 1094 and 1095, a bunch of stuff happens at Egghead. Okay, bye everybody. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are these people good? Are these people bad? It's genuinely impossible to say. (laughs) It really is. Uh, But we left off last time, I mean technically we left off last time with uh, Law getting force fimmed and then... Get, then getting hit by the off-screen, off-screen, no me? Yeah. So we don't know what happens after that, but we come back now being reminded of like, hey, Bonnie was like, that's my dad, to, oi, mister, you my dad, to uh, a Kuma pacifista cop. What if Bonnie was British? Oi, mister! <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making assumptions just because it's the sorbet kingdom i'm just gonna say she's probably french mm. actually let me see i don't know sorbet's not is that really like a french thing so Anne bonnie the pirate who she's partially named after was irish so she's uh-huh. I, i'll just say bonnie's irish <laughs> that'd be very funny if like i mean i don't i'm sure i've heard her voice too in a in a dub as well <laughs> but i could not tell you Sorbet came from Turkish or Iranian Charbet. Oh. Before it went to uh, Italian and then before it went to French and then it went, eventually goes to English. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a. Oh, Marco Polo's on here. <laughs> uh, originated in ancient Persia. Okay, cool. 550 BC. <laughs> An ancient dessert. I don't know that it has anything to do with Kuma, but we'll talk about him being there, I guess, in a little bit. But yeah, so that's Oi, Mr. Yumi Dad. <laughs> And Bonnie's crying because even though this is clearly a pacifista in a cartoonish cop uniform, she's like, I can't not see his smiling face as it tries to kill me. 
So they're all running away. Uh, they basically, they, they are like, oh, we can't fight them because Bonnie won't let us. And then they get cornered and they're like, sorry, Bonnie, we got to fight. She stops them by changing all of their ages, which I don't know why it took me by surprise. I somehow just actually forgot <laughs> that she, that was a thing she could do. <laughs> she makes Jinbei a baby. Not like a baby baby, but she makes young Jinbei. And then she makes Luffy and Chopper old and uh, herself younger as well. And it's like, oh, no, how is Jinbei going to protect them now? Because he was like about to fight the pacifista. But then the pacifista is like, oh, target lost, I guess, and walks away. Because <laughs> no long- they no longer look the way they did before. Uh, I love old Luffy. <laughs> old Luffy's really funny. <laughs> he immediately throws his back out. The uh, the young Jinbei having like delinquent blonde hair is really funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> We've seen the young warlord designs before. They were in SBS and they were in the credits of one of the movies. Yeah, and we've seen this specific Jinbei in the opening as well. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I wonder if it happens more. <laughs> I don't know. I want maybe there's a connection between them showing us young Jinbei in this episode and something else. Then uh old Luffy ac- accidentally like stumbles through a wall cuz like everything here's a hologram. Not everything, but I guess like a lot of things here are just holograms. <laughs> yeah. So he just stumbles through and they end up following him to like a scrap heap away from the city, it seems like there's just, like, projecting walls to block off all the other trash that he doesn't use and throws aside into what looks like a tropical island, even though I thought it was also winter. I think the answer's science, in a Vegapunk <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, they have, like, I, th- I think I remember them mentioning they have just some, like, weird weather, can basically island-wide weather control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, who is it? Lils talks about air conditioning, but, like, not in the way that we probably are used to using the term. <laughs> It's also why she, uh, she can use anti-gravity stuff. But before we get to that, we're, we're still in the scrap heap for a minute. And the subtitles do point out that this is like, when it says like Monkey D. Luffy, age 70, it says one potential future. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this opens up uh, uh, Pandora's box of, does uh, is it random which uh, future people turn into when Bonnie uses her power? Does she have timeline power? <laughs> She could turn Luffy to a uh, bad timeline adult Luffy. Like, adult Luffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can turn them into good timeline adult Luffy. Yeah, and then, I mean, is that an awakening thing? Or <laughs> d- does she have control over it? It's a, it's a can of worms, <laughs> I suppose. But it does, I mean, obviously it echoes that one time, because oh, we, we went through this on one of our break week episodes, when Oda like, drew like good timeline, bad timeline, everybody old in the Straw Hats. Yeah. I love that he's like bringing it back. He's like, here's, here's bad timeline Luffy. He's old as shit. <laughs> they don't specify this for Chopper, though. And also, no. presu- also, this wouldn't work the other direction. You couldn't do a potential past <laughs> that Jinbei had. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> that'd be fucked up. <laughs> That it's like, well, here's if you were a different kind of fish, man. <laughs> yeah. Here's a future where you were uh, not born. <laughs> oh. And you just <laughs> fucking pop. You just disappear. <laughs> no, it's that's kind of crazy. I don't want to think about it for too long because it's scary, to be honest. <laughs> Her power is uh, concerning enough. Uh, but Jinbei is like, all right, so your dad, Kuma. I thought he sucked. I thought he they called him a tyrant. Kuma, which I don't remember how much of this we've heard before. 
And then he became. Then he joined the Revolutionary Army. This is what Jinbei is saying. They're like, oh, he joined the Revolutionary Army, and then they got arrested, and then they exchanged him being a warlord instead for being tested on by Vegapunk. Because Vegapunk was like, that body of yours is absur- absurd. I need to, I don't know, make clones of you. Just <laughs> the perfect human specimen. Yeah, this is what perf- peak performance looks like. <laughs> Bonnie's like, that doesn't really explain why he'd agree to be being turned into a cyborg. That's like the death sentence. Yeah. Destroying his humanity and then he becomes a, <laughs> a robot slave. It's it's around here Jinbei actually uses the word tyrant, which makes Bonnie mad. And also she found a lightsaber in the trash and uses it to <laughs> when she gets mad, she like swings it at them. <laughs> Was uh him being like an evil lord, is that new information? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was hoping I was you'd like, know. <laughs> I feel like it has to be because it does not ring a bell. I th- I feel like We've gotten so little information on Kuma, but also there's a chance that, oh, it was like a throwaway thing in Thriller Bark. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know if when I would have ever heard him called Kuma the Tyrant, but I know the only time they really brought up him in the Sorbet Kingdom was in the Reverie. Yeah. And I don't remember if they talked about him being the former king or not. Part of this is because I've gone through it so many times that, I, <laughs> that I'm just kind of like, I know that I knew it. I don't know. When I knew it. <laughs> and I didn't double check. And I don't want to spend 10 minutes doing it on the podcast. So let us know in the Discord. But I think I think uh, they might have mentioned it in the Reverie, if at all. I don't know that it really matters too much either way. But the other thing that um, they mention, Bonnie's talking about how Kuma was apparently from a special tribe. Yeah, there's that too, which yeah, uh, is concerning. Yeah, it's maybe uh, the... The, he has little bear ears, that's why. <laughs> I don't know if that comes from his fruit or not, because I think all the robots have it, too. Uh, she's like, that doesn't give them permission to do all the testing that they do and everything. She starts, everyone's age goes back to what they were before, and right, technically Jinbei changes back off screen. Luffy and Chopper are like, holy shit, a beam sword. They, they pog out for that. Don't want to don't want to miss that. That's very important. This is this is a this is Pog City. There's a lot of Pog can happen. At Eggland. At Egghead. Not Eggland. Although I would go to Eggland. Then the rest of the episode is basically the rest of the Straw Hats getting their trip to Egghead with Lilith. The big robot flies them to the top of the island, which is the Labosphere, I think is what she calls it. Yeah. It's where the lab is, where all the the testing happens. So they go up there. It's on some clouds that Lilith explains that they figure out how to make sky island clouds which <laughs> this is just a fun scene in general where like everyone's like ah this takes me back to skypea <laughs> and frankie's like i wasn't there this is great though something i noticed with frankie and i don't know if it was like an intentionally dumb thing but ever he's his voice was like a pitch higher from him being just so excited this, this entire time it was great yeah <laughs> he's very excited there's a point later where he's like begging someone to be his friend that i noticed <laughs> that as well so i hope it's intentional because it works uh also there's a big that like before they get there they show the stuff the island it's just punk records on it which uh <laughs> looks cool yeah so everything here is punk which is i mean it's it's a shame that kid didn't come here but <laughs> probably for the best he could get a cool robot arm instead of a arm made of scrap metal yeah next time you see kid he's just fucking anakin skywalker <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so they're all going to go out and explore the lab and hang out with Lilith. It all goes really great for them, I'm sure. Uh, Zoro and Brooke stay behind, though. They're like, nah, I don't trust her. I'm uh, going to stay on the boat. <laughs> Someone's got to save them for when they inevitably get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, also, if if I went along, it would all of the problems would be solved immediately. <laughs> or go worse. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> well... I mean, come to think of it, it would have been funny either way, because as soon as they get inside, they're, like, given directions over a PA system. Sora would not, would have gotten lost anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He would have gone the other way. <laughs> so, either outcome, I guess, leads with Zoro agenda, where Sanji gets thrown like a baseball, <laughs> and... Zoro is not there, so it's impossible to know if he's stronger or not. I also think uh, Zoro hates computers. I'm sure if you showed him a computer, he'd get pissed. Probably. (laughs) Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? (laughs) This is where we also see that uh, Caribou's still there. Remember him? Oh, yeah. He just shows up. I thought he was, like, chained inside of a bucket. How the hell did he get out? (laughs) Put him back. But no, he's like, hi, I'm here. You were supposed to take me somewhere, but this is a government island, so I don't want to be here. And Zora's like, oh, okay, well, go away. Thanks for helping our captain that one time. Go away. (laughs) But it's not like uh, what they got rid of. Uh, Mr. Gas, and they're like, he's like, oh man, Gastino. <laughs> everyone loves uh, everyone loves me. I've been such a vital part of your adventures lately. You're gonna miss me, right? <laughs> they're just ignoring. Already him. gone. <laughs> it's great. I miss Gastino. <laughs> I hope he's doing okay. I mean, he's in some cover stories, which so we'll cover it eventually. But I miss him. He's my best friend. <laughs> Frankie's talking to, I mean, it's mainly Frankie, but Lilith's kind of explaining stuff about the, uh, how the lab works. They go up an escalator and they're all very excited about it. They're like, how do the stairs move on their own? And I'm immediately like, huh, I hope it's not slaves like in <laughs> Marijuana. That's how moving sidewalks work there. And it's not. This is after they get all, they get all their new outfits. That's true. Yeah. They got to get their new outfits. <laughs> uh, Lilith explains that everything's powered by like fire here. She's like, yeah, I'm like researching the right stuff to burn. It's like, if I could find a fire that never went out, I could make a sun. And Frankie's like, what? And then they end of conversation. Uh, okay, yeah, that is after that. After they get their outfits, though. Um, did I tell you the story about Oda having to learn how to draw butts? Yeah, I think you've brought okay. that up. Good. I think it's Which funny. Is really funny. But now you oh. get to see the real, the real outcome of it. Uh, Robin's outfit. Uh, reminds me too much of Miss Doublefinger. Oh yeah, I guess so. The uh, the like straps, I guess. Yeah, the strappiness of it <laughs> on the uh, on the midriff. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. Which is anything but mid. But no, it's very like <laughs> garter adjacent too. But yes, no, I, I didn't even think about Miss Doublefinger because I don't. I think about her like once a year on a specific day but i don't like uh think about her much outside of that i just i I, because they show the uh that the shoes you pull a lever and they like fit to your feet perfectly and and then robin goes these are so tight they could like strangle someone to death yeah these clothes could just kill you if they wanted to i love it when she's just morbid it's been a while since everyone's been dumb idiots together and this arc is providing it luckily but yes, and she's honestly, she's onto something and she should have said, maybe we should take them off <laughs> based on how things go. Yeah, <laughs> they they're going up the things and there's something else that she says. Oh, no, it's 
they they go up to the top. Lilith just passes through the door because it's not real. It's a hologram. Sanji accidentally goes puts his head through it, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh fuck, his head's gone. He's dead." And Robin's like, "No, he would be gushing blood everywhere if he was decapitated. <laughs> There'd be so much blood. Don't worry about it." Yeah. So that's not what's happening. And she's always so helpful. But yeah, then they just just realize it's a hologram and walk through. Although by then Lilith is gone. We see that she gets like someone's calling her on her on her snail phone. It's not a snail phone. It's like a she has Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got Bluetooth snails now. Yeah, come in there. But then a different Vegapunk voice comes in over the PA. It is Edison, who's a funny little guy. We'll find out. He's a little <laughs> robot man, giving them directions like take a left, okay, go straight, take a right, and they end up in this big room, Sinister Six room from Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Spoilers, it's for the Seraphim. We'll find out in a minute. There's like seven big doors. They, they they get closed inside and they open it and they find Seraphim Jinbei, uh, which I'm assuming you immediately can tell what you're looking at. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> what? A month ago, two months ago, we, we learned what the Seraphim are. Makes sense that there would be a Jinbei one, but they're like, that looks like Jinbei, but they have no context, obviously, for any of this stuff. It's his kid. They're like, is it his kid? Do they clone him? Which, I mean, they're kind of right. Does he have a twin? Yeah, it's like, maybe they just look like him. And then it starts to power up a, a laser beam out of its hand. And it's like, okay, I guess it's just a pacifista <coughs> for some reason. And that's nearly the end of the episode. But it, uh, it ends with <laughs> one more punk uh, that we get to see, which I was calling Vega Daft Punk. Before we uh, we do learn his name is Shaka in the next episode, so it's Shaka. But he's having a phone call, and he's like, I think my death is imminent. And he's talking to Dragon. <laughs> yeah, so, fucking why not? Why not? <laughs> Vegapunk, the uh, leading government scientist, is friends with the guy who wants to destroy the government so badly he ignores his kid. But he I, doesn't think about his kid. Look, I mean, it's an important cause. <laughs> also, there's precedent for it with uh, <laughs> Robin's mom. So what some people are like theorizing are like maybe they're related. <laughs> maybe 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 they have the same mom. That would be dumb. <laughs> Sometimes guys just know each other. Yeah, that's really what it is. Uh yeah, that's basically that that's the the vague cliffhanger and it doesn't come up again like no. Dragon is not part of the next episode at all. But um I wonder, like, so if he's having a phone call, like, do all of, I see, I would assume all of the Vegapunks know about it based on how <laughs> the next episode shows us how they're, they can share thoughts. I will leave you to speculate wildly. <laughs> I guess we'll have our, you'll have your predictions at the end of the episode as always. But uh, that's the end of 1094. And before we go into 1095, we've got to deviate into the snack zone. Do we have a giant machine that dispenses the snacks? No. No. We've gone over this. <laughs> no, it's not it's not a machine. It is a box that gets mailed to your door. <laughs> the snacks oh We're back. It's in we're we've got the snacks once again. It's still February. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> Just barely it's February. We're here to talk to you about snacks. Specifically of the of the cherry blossom season variety. I'm oh assuming yeah, your box is the same. <laughs> Pretty much everything in my box was a uh, cherry blossom. Let's go. <laughs> this month is brought to you by Chopper. 
he uh chopper uh fulfilled uh the doctor's wishes and gave us all cherry blossom snack boxes as we said we have these themed boxes i have i have returned to tokyo treat uh, or I guess they've returned to me since that's yeah. typ- typically how the shipment works. <laughs> we don't we don't go and pick it up from Japan, though. If they want to send us, <laughs> if they want to send us to Japan, we'll go. But also, that is kind of the whole appeal is that they send you treats that, from that you Japan, can, yeah, to your door once a month, and it's a nice little package. I'm always like, how do they fit so much in this box? <laughs> every time I have to, every time I unpack it. When I'm filming the videos, I'm like, there's still stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this month I got Tokyo Treat, which the theme is Sakura Snack-tastic. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in here. We're recording this a little late because I had to get married. <laughs> so I actually, it did, it did arrive in time, though, that I could take it to the wedding <laughs> and hawk my wares uh, at the reception. And it was quite a hit, I gotta be honest. You had a, a stand-up with a like piece of paper tag that says use promo code Charlie Joe at your wedding. Yes, uh, no, I mean I, I didn't actually do that, but I did tell someone because we my my now brother-in-law was like, oh yeah, we used to get to- uh, Tokyo Tree all the time, and I was like, well, if you want to try a soccer code, <laughs> I have a code for you. <laughs> Uh, but various things were tried. The the Kit Kat that we got this month was matcha latte Kit Kat, which was very Ooh. exciting. A lot of people who never tried matcha at all, I I handed one and I was like, here you go. Nor, but last time I had matcha, it tasted like grass. But the Kit Kats <laughs> are actually really good. Nice. Uh, but there's a lot of yeah, a lot of Sakura stuff in here. A Sakura Castella cake, which is very uh, soft. The shortbread cookie, which again the the more subtle sweetness that uh, everyone who I give these treats to likes. Uh, there was like these mini pies. They're like a pear tart thing. There's like a pear cream inside of a piece of bread thing. Those are really good. Uh, the Ichigo cream. I don't know if it's pronounced Colin, but those were also very popular. <laughs> the little like strawberry cream inside of a like crisp wafer. Always get Senbei. Always like Senbei. The box does also come with a little ramen kit that you can make and a can of cider. Which I still have to try. And uh, there's some other candies. There's a little gummy candy. And then, of course, you have your booklet, which explains everything. uh, Like what the treats are, your allergy info, and some information about the cultural traditions. Like why some of these things are included this time of year, especially. I like mine that includes a a flower forecast of when you can expect the blossoming to happen during different regions of Japan. Which is very cool. I'm learning from, from (laughs) from my snacks. What about Sakura Co? What what, yeah. what do you got in the in the beauty of Sakura box? The beauty of Sakura box is uh, the short version is all the treats that we've gotten in previous Sakura Co boxes. One of those were coated in a nice Sakura uh, glaze. Nice. Everything has just this like slight cherry like flavor that is uh, really subtle and really good. The w- one of them that I really liked was uh, just a uh, little like Sakura candies that are ma- that they're like they're almost like the texture of like uh, like a candy cane chopped up into little bits. And on the inside, there's like a little Sakura f- bloom on them. On Sounds awesome. On them, which is really cool. There's a really good like Sakura donuts, which were just nice, crispy, fluffy donuts that had a that were I don't know if they were like the book says they were uh, soaked in honey and cherry blossom syrup. So they have like. Just a nice, like, sw- slight sweet flavor while still being a donut. There's this really interesting 
kuzu mochi, which is just this little like dish that mochi came with and donuts. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Kata Curry, <laughs> where it, it was like a in between of a Jello and a pudding, and then you put the sakura honey on it. Of course, uh, the sakura box always comes with a fun little trinket, and this one had a very cute sak- neko sakura dish. So it's like this little ornate plate that's pink and has like the flower blossoms on it and just like little kitty cats running around it's so nice you sent me a picture (laughs) my partner immediately was like they have to send that to us as a wedding present (laughs) jory doesn't even have cats (laughs) i don't know how they do this this is just witchcraft is they have a uh, sweet sakura tea which has flowers in them so when you brew the tea so you put put it like into a cup and then you pour the hot water into the cup and you steep the tea and then when the flowers inside of it bloom that's how you know your tea is ready so when you prepare the tea there's just like flowers floating in your tea it's really interesting it's a it's magic as far as i'm concerned <laughs> how do they do it it's impossible yeah. to know <laughs> science can't figure it out with some of these snacks uh, like the uh ones that come in like big bags there's always I think I might save some of those. And there's uh, cherry blossoms here that that blue that are going to be blooming soon as well. So I think I might save those and go snack on them while looking at real cherry blossoms for the full authentic experience. Very nice. Enjoy enjoy the season the way it was intended to be with with nice delicious snacks. Absolutely. Just true of every season, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, as always, we're gonna have uh, some videos up on our Twitter where you can look at us going through the boxes if you want to see just how much we didn't get a chance to mention because uh, these boxes really are packed. And if you want to get one for yourself, as always, we have we have links that you can use in the show notes uh, for, for ease of clicking on, but use either team.tokyotreat.com slash watching one piece or team.sakura.co slash watching one piece. And you can get $5 off your first of either box with code Jory Joe, J-O-R-Y-J-O in all caps. And again, you got to use them at those links and it gets you boxes, uh, snacks shipped to your door, gets you a discount, helps us out. But yeah, thank you so much again to Tokyo Treat and Sakurako for sending us these boxes, letting us try everything out. And yeah, if you if you get any with our code, be sure to share it with us on Twitter or in our Discord. But for now, we'll go back to Egghead and talk about uh Jinbei <laughs> Not to be confused with Sinbei? Mm. That's something. Oh. That's a joke, I guess. Uh, uh I think we figured out why Big Mom wanted him. Oh, we cracked that code. <laughs> Back to the episode we've definitely already recorded. <laughs> Ten ninety five. Straw Hat's blasted by laser. Everyone's Uh-oh. dead. <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's over. Luffy has no idea. No, he's old as shit now. He's going to live out his last two years as an old man <laughs> in the scrap heap. <laughs> Everyone's fine. I mean, I guess they're not fine, but... There's a lot going on. They kind of went on it being a trap. Obviously, this Seraphim does not respond to the name Jinbei. Minami's like, maybe it's a clone. And I don't remember... The two that we saw before, Mihawk and Hancock, 
they were not were they they weren't given names or anything at the time were they no i think they were just called the we, we just got the seraphim reveal and that they have the like okay slightly tanned skin the uh lunarian the wings and eyes and fire yeah i don't know that the eyes are lunarian i don't think king has those eyes hmm King One Piece, King of the Hill. <laughs> uh, no, he does not have star eyes. Oh, double checked, looked it up. God, he's hot. <laughs> but no, no star eyes. So that's that's distinct. But yes, the the Tanner skin r- really makes everyone else look even more pale. All the straw hats in this when they go out of their way to make Seraphim Jinbei Tanner, uh, which is also interesting too because he's not a fish man, but he has like. Like, he doesn't have the blue skin or anything, but he also has, like, the the teeth still and everything. Uh, they call him, uh, at some point, uh, I think it's one of the one of the punk robots calls him S-Shark. Yeah. You you can extrapolate if how that con- convention can apply to other, other seraphims if you want, but at the very least, I can call this one S-Shark. Uh, but anyway, she can't, uh, she, Nami, can't bring herself to attack because, it's like, I don't know, it's Jinbei. Also, it's a kid. <laughs> even though he's bigger than all of us yeah even though he's the size of normal Jinbei now clearly looks different and is trying to kill them <laughs> uh also it has a power it it dives into the ground which frankie recognizes what do you think about that it, it feels a little different than uh his it, power though it looks different for sure <laughs> seraphim did they have powers or were they just strong as shit they were just really strong and could shoot laser beams which is Enough of a power, I think, for most. <laughs> yeah. But Jinbei, no, can dive around in the walls on the ground. But yeah, no, it looks way more watery than uh, yeah. Se- Senior Pink ever did. Granted, we're comparing what One Piece looks like now to, to Dress Rosa of all arcs. So yeah, I think there's enough of a gap there that uh, that might just be a stylish, stylistic thing. But I don't know. We'll see. Frank, they they do draw attention to Frankie being like, there's no way. I've seen this power before. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he dives into the ground and goes up to Nami and like tries to choke her to death. This makes Sanji start fighting. Robin also fights. Then we start to see that someone's watching uh, from a lab room somewhere on monitors. Uh, I don't know that we... It, when we get... We get his name eventually. This is Edison, which is the third punk. Uh, in parentheses, thinker. He's a little guy. He's fun. He's weird. Him him, and Pythagoras both look like uh, fucking Mega Man robot masters. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Pythagoras reminds me of like the robot in Chrono Trigger. Mm. Edison, definitely. I think especially because he's a little guy. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a, something, a Mega Man design mm-hmm. or a Sonic Saturday morning design. <laughs> also, yes, also accurate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Pythagoras is wisdom. Uh, Lilith shows up in there, too, eventually. Uh, Robin's attacks are not getting through, and he goes after Robin. Usopp like hits him, but it, that doesn't work either. And then he like comes out of the wall and tries to choke Usopp out. And this is when Frankie's like, "All right, I'm gonna shoot him with a laser beam." And Edison's like, "Oh shit, he has laser beam technology like we do. We gotta we we have to protect S Shark." They're talking about how like this one's still a little like younger and still learning some of the stuff. That, uh, I guess, like, they, they talk about how quickly it learns and adapts. It's like, oh, I guess it does have some of the generational, like, they, what's the what, generational factor, I think, is the term they use, which just means DNA. They just don't say DNA because it's One Piece. <laughs> but uh, it seems to have taken some of Jinbei's experience from whenever it was cloned, which 
gosh, must have been at least pre. Yeah. When was he in Impel Down? That would have been like six, seven hundred episodes ago. Yeah, but I'm think. I guess I'm thinking, how long was he in jail? Because it would have mm. been. Oh, at the very least, we just know it before he was broken out. Yeah. And he was a warlord for a while before he was arrested. So. But Presumably, that also with these because they have Mihawk and Hancock that they just. At some point, when you accept the job, they took your DNA. Yeah, it's just it's just part of the contract they make you <laughs> sign in your blood. Also, I think Jinbei was arrested specifically for not wanting to join in Marineford. Yeah, he's like, I won't, I won't fight my dad. <laughs> yeah, and the, the dad of the world, everyone's dad. Ace and Whitebeard are the coolest motherfuckers. I will not be. I will not. Yeah, I think I think that's all it was. So I guess he wasn't in jail that long. Uh, Edison and Pythagoras are talking about like all the data they're getting and this is great and blah 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 it becomes very goofy very quickly which is interesting because they're like okay I guess they're not gonna die it's weird because it's not like a serious fight that they're doing but also it kind of is because they're up against something so much stronger than them but I guess that doesn't really I mean Lilith does like say like kill them we should kill them this is funny I hate them (laughs) and we don't like pirates it is it is played for comedy the whole time in a way that I I'm assuming you were never actually worried about the fight either. No, I I, I felt at some point something would stop it. Like uh, it seemed like Edison was more into the fight because of the data more than it, like gathering information more than it was the f- like fighting part of it. Yeah. And then Lilith's like, kill him. <laughs> Get him with the chair. <laughs> Edison is like, I have ideas for other things to invent. I have to go do this. And Lilith's like, let me finish it then. Which he doesn't. Edison's like, okay, I'll leave it to Pythagoras, who continues to monitor all the data they're getting. And after the eye catcher comes back and he's talking about all the great data he's getting and how it learns so quickly. He says this while Sanji's thrown across the room like a baseball. Very funny. Eat shit, Sanji. (laughs) He's entering the weakling trio. It's time. (laughs) Who's going to take his place? That's right, it's Usopp. Yep, Usopp's stronger than Sanji, confirmed. (laughs) I don't think he has a higher bounty. But he should. <laughs> Usopp's the god. And now we get a very fun montage where, like, Edison is working so hard that he starts to get too hungry. And we we see at we cut away randomly to Atlas, I guess is still fighting the hologram dragon. <laughs> yeah. And also is too hungry to, to fight. And then we cut away to, I think now, the last Vegapunk that we hadn't seen. Yeah, if Greed. My math is correct. Greed. Her name is York. Is she the best one? I think so. <laughs> Incredible. She's just <laughs> sleeping on a pool floaty. <laughs> and she wakes up because she's hungry. But she seems to only exist to eat and use the bathroom for all of the other Vegapunks. <laughs> yes, she, she's just gonna like hang out and relax otherwise, which is really funny. The ideal job. She wakes up. <laughs> She eats so much food that she like grows four, five times as big. I, I I don't know if it's like uh, his, just his like artistic tendencies or something, but her as she's eating feels like a lot like Big Mom, mm-hmm. specifically with like the freckles and then the really round teeth, which we've only really seen with Big Mom. Yeah. Especially as she gets bigger, she looks like a big dumb baby. <laughs> yeah. She looks more and is- more like little Big Mom. Yeah, but she eats enough that she gets massive, and then everyone's like, ah, I have energy, I can fight again. 
And then everyone collectively gets a tummy ache at the same time. <laughs> and then she has to go and poop for everybody. Yeah. And then she goes back to sleep. Yeah. I love her so much. She's, you know, the perfect character in every way. I like that Vegapunk found a way to split himself off into multiple forms. And then they all share insides. Yeah, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> is this what Oda wishes he could do to draw more One Piece? Like, I'd be done yes. by now if someone could poop for me. Yes. <laughs> someone could eat and poop for him. He'd be so much happier. He has said that he wants Robin's power <laughs> so he could draw more. Maybe, maybe uh, one of the Vegapunks will, t- will take her power so they can do more. <laughs> can a robot eat a devil fruit? I mean, if a gun guess, can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I guess you're exactly right. That's a very fun sequence. They also point out this is the fourth time this day she's done this. Like, this is her fourth eat, poop, sleep today. Uh, and then we go to... Notably, you you never you don't see um, Shaka or Lilith in the montage. They are taken a little bit too seriously. Yeah. But, like, the, the little robot guys and Atlas, they all get to be goofy in the montage. Uh, but then Shaka, we see, he's like, he wants to go see the Straw Hats, so he, like enters the room and everything basically gets called off. He stops S shark from fighting. This is when all of their boots get magnetized to the floor and they get like dragged around, which like, that's what you get for putting on government shoes. Yeah. Don't put on government shoes. Robin <laughs> was right. They can kill you if they want to. Uh, Cause it seems like they're all getting dragged in front of a laser blast, but uh Shaka tells makes it stop. And his jacket says good. He's, he's apparently the good one. Yeah, because well, it's the evil one. Again, maybe don't make the evil one. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you got to have balance. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that, that's something we need balance. <laughs> but uh, he's like, yes, I am a Vegapunk too. And Usopp's like, oh, maybe I'm a Vegapunk. If there's so many Vegapunks, there's a chance well, I'm one. Which Frankie says, probably not. Uh, but we cut between Luffy and this room as as uh, Shaka explains some stuff. We do see that Jinbei is back to the real Jinbei is back to normal. And uh, Luffy's like digging around through all this junk. Frankie's begging Shaka to be his friend. Like, please, please, Vegapunk Chuan. Shaka says that, um, you know, this future island, all this stuff, it's actually a very old island. It's uh, all all of this stuff. I guess he doesn't say all of this stuff, but he says like, they're like, what if I told you that this island, uh, or that all of this existed 900 years ago in the past? What? And he says that as Luffy pogs at like a giant rusted <laughs> robot, like in the scrap heap, that uh, Luffy and Chopper are playing around on as the episode ends with to be continued. Well, at least Robin's in the room, so uh, the conversation won't be entirely useless <laughs> as we talk about. Is 900 years ago the blank century? I don't remember if it is, give or take. But I assume so. Uh, but yeah, then the episode ends with uh, the little cute recap section where Robin and Chopper tell you about Jinbei, in case you forgot about how all the things that Jinbei's done. Uh, I don't think we mentioned the one in the last episode was Kuma. Yeah, but... <laughs> which I think that was full of that. Rep- Kuma likes this food. It's like, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's replicating the SBS experience. It's great. Does does he also like that food uh, while he's a robot? <laughs> does he still like it? How much of him is innately there? But uh, I don't know. Guess we'll have to. Maybe maybe that's what um they're working on over at the uh, the Revolutionary Army. They're just giving him his favorite food, trying to see if it wakes him up. But yeah, that's our episode this week. 
we we covered two episodes that had quite a few things to drop on us. It happens every week now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to see the shit that's happening right now in the manga. <laughs> uh, we'll get there in, I don't know how long, a year maybe? <laughs> There's just this is so much going on. And also, um, n- nothing has happened yet, which is scary because I've seen the opening. So I know which, that some guys are going to show up. Yeah, you've seen a lot of guys in the opening, which I guess fills you with with dread maybe <laughs> i mean you've seen one of the things from the opening you've seen uh one of the seraphim yeah so we're good now right <laughs> well <laughs> I, uh, why luchi <laughs> mm. actually we do know i think we saw a clip of them being of them talking about why they're coming here didn't he say he's gonna kill vegapunk or something yeah but uh <laughs> but why him <laughs> it's scary i had to happen eventually <laughs> You put a Luchi in Act 1, you gotta have him come back in Act 3, I guess. I don't know, are there any other... I mean, I, I, a lot of people like us still want Nell to come back, but... Um. You know, I, I would love uh, if he showed up, but I think... Uh, I don't think Future Island is a good spot for it. I also don't think um, him just suddenly showing up, like, fucking... When they made a point of the moon in Wano, and then him just... Uh, people are like oh, he's coming. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually think Future Island would be great for him. He knows so much about robots now. Oh, that is true. Brain is massive. Also, I feel like with electricity, he'd be able to do a bunch of fucked up shit. I will accept him whenever he comes up, and if he doesn't ever show up again, then it just makes the moon stuff so much funnier. <laughs> so <He> has- honestly, <laughs> it's funnier if he has the secrets, but he will not share them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, whatever Oda's cooking, I, I I trust him. So, well, I'll 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 leave the ball in his camp. Um, which um, you know, is very kind of me, very generous of me to do. Uh, but yeah, that's our episode. We'll stick around as always for Jory's always correct predictions, which uh, we do after the plugs. Before we get dig into our plugs, I'll remind again. Uh, we had our extended ad break this week for the Tokyo Treat and Sakura Co. boxes. There are links in the show notes. Uh, check them out if you want to try them out for yourself. Use code JoryJoe, all caps, no space, $5 off your first box. Get some snacks delivered to your door. Share them with your friends. Use them to make friends. Uh, but Jory, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me online uh, at, at noamjory on Twitter, uh, jory.zone on Blue Sky. If I if you want to follow me someplace, you just type in Noam Jory on the site, and if nothing pops up, well, then there's nothing there for you. Sorry, I can't be everywhere at once. Why not? Maybe I should split myself off into uh, a bunch of different robots that <laughs> focus on specific things like evil, good, greed. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot going on right now, but evil, evil Jory be like. We're all Jory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, how about you? Uh, I'm online. I'm around. I use the handle Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, wherever I want to be found. And, yeah, that's about it. I'm still finishing some stuff up. Getting my documentary to come out. So, I'll share more about that once it's ready. Again, had some other stuff going on. <laughs> that kept, has been... 
keeping me a little busy planning to do a sort of Kickstarter thing for getting uh, Blu-rays and stuff made coming with like soundtrack stuff. So just getting some some of the soundtracks stuff done before uh, we launch any of that so we can launch it at the same time as the as rentals. I'll share all of it when the time comes and it'll be uh, up on Twitter and the website, which is half serious, half kidding dot com. But that's it. That's all I really got for now. Uh, for this show, though, we can plug our Twitter, which is we are watching OP. Follow us and find stupid posts that we make or retweet of jokes that we see or fan art, which we like all of that. You can also find our videos of our treat boxes, as we talked about before. And just, yeah, anything over there. Sometimes people send us stuff and we retweet it like fan art or um, memes and stuff. I don't know. You can also find that similar stuff in our Discord. If you want to hang out there, join us over there. You can find a link to that in the show notes or our Twitter bio. It's been a while since we played card games in there. We should do that sometime too. Uh, it's been a while since I've played the game in general, but again, other stuff going on. And I feel like this recent set has been like the hardest to find also, whereas it used to be a lot easier for me to just like pick up stuff pretty regularly. Uh, you can go to Patreon. Another way you can support us other than the boxes is to go to patreon.com slash wearewatchingop. Give us a dollar a month and get these episodes a little bit early. Get them ad-free, the extended ad breaks in the middle, and also our monthly bonus episodes. I don't know what we're doing this. Did we, yeah, we haven't done anything yet for this month, right? So we got to figure that out. Oh, shit. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the shortest month of the year. But we have to uh, figure something out in the next couple of days. So we'll have a monthly bonus episode up there. And also the other thing you get for your patronage is that we read all of our patron names at the end of these episodes. I think it's Jory's turn. Um, I feel like I know- did it. You know, I don't know, ago. but uh, ultimately, I, <laughs> I'll, I don't think it's too big of a deal. So I will do that. All right. Thank you to our patrons for this week. Uh, thanks to A to Z Couple, Adam B, Adam W, Alex, Ollie, Anton, Becca, Blue Sunrise, Brittany, Captain Moke, Chad, Chance, Connor, Dame Dalla, Damien, David A, David D, Deus Aqueous, Eric V, Fig, Forrest Fooney, Gage, Heidi, the Jory Ranger Slayer, Imagine Frankie on Mountain Dew, rest, uh, trademark, yes. Every day. Uh, constantly <laughs> I think about it so bad I want to know I, I want to give Frankie a uh, a Crystal Pepsi so bad mm-hmm. Jay Harkins Jacob Jesse Jiminy's Journal Joe Jominy Jory 06 Greed on my fourth eat poop sleep of the day <laughs> Jory minus one watch Godzilla minus one <laughs> <laughs> Josh Amon June Song 91 Cat Kofi Kyle, Lena, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Maggie, Mag, Sarah, Mallory, Marcus D teaches triple devil fruity Sarah Pussy, <laughs> Mel Beast, Milo Morgan, my buddy, Nicholas Nick, Nico Robin is the OG flower child, pa- pacifista power couple Meekock, <laughs> Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Psycho Jory Ranger Blue, Punk 69 Jory Prophet, 
Riley so Rogers, many jewelries. <laughs> Roger, Ryan, Ryan W, Sakrason, Scride, Snowy Scales, Space Jockey, Stephen D, Stephen R, Tangle Kleppen, The Cat Fangs, The Lost Crab Rangoon, Trey the Take Vertigree, and your boy. Yo, boy. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting us on Patreon. And I'm glad that you all have so much fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think it's, I know someone posted in the discord that they saw there like <laughs> a, a jory ranger on like some other patreon like yeah. shout out or youtube thing which is we really funny <laughs> we were, we're doing it folks jory ranger supremacy uh but yeah i think that's it thanks for listening jory thank you for listening jory is what i'm saying um <laughs> no it is it is your turn now to give your always correct prediction of what's going to happen next time one piece. And I feel like there's a lot of fertile ground from these. Uh-huh. I, I know what's going to happen. Luffy found the cool big giant robot, but it's an old robot. Uh, but it, it, it needs like a special code word to be activated. And only one person knows how to uh, read the words to activate it. So Nico Robin is going to have to get in the robot or else, Frankie will have to turn into bad timeline Frankie to become the giant robot, and mm. we don't want that to happen. You're going to say, or else Frankie will have to do it again. <laughs> We're going to see uh, cool big robot advan- adventures with uh, Nico Robin. That'd be pretty sick. I'll, I, I would, I would like to see it. Her finally accepting that she likes giant robots would be a pretty compelling character development. But that's going to happen next time. We're going to see it for real, and. Until then, to be continued, to be to be chopper. (laughs) 